You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. Again, the uh, number here, if you want to chime in, is 800-922-6680. If you'd like to do that. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, betting odds, betting odds of uh, Donald Trump's VP pick. This is according to uh, Maxim Lott and John Stossel. I don't know. Anyway, uh, these are the uh, the chances of, uh, a percentage chances of uh, these candidates becoming Trump's VP. And if you'd like to vote also, Newsmax is doing a national poll. And all you got to do is uh, text the word event to 39747, okay? So just text the, the word event to 39747, and uh, you can vote on who you would like to see. But here is what uh, Maximilat and John Stossel are saying. Uh, they are from uh, Betfair, odds from Betfair, Smarkets, Predict It, and uh, How People Bet. I don't know any of these because I don't bet. <clears throat> I do. I bet like every day if I've done something that has pissed my wife off. And, that's when, and generally it's about 100%. So, you know, I literally, I'll say, okay, what are the chances that I really ticked her off because I did this? You know, I'll say like 70%, 80%. Sometimes it's only 20, but usually it's higher up. <laughs> uh, let's start low. Shall we start low? DeSantis, 1.6%. Really? Okay. Uh, Byron Donalds, one8 Carrie Lake, 2.7% chance. Ben Carson after that. Then Nikki Haley, bully, pullies. 8%. Uh, uh, Tim Scott, 12% chance. Vivek Ramaswamy is uh, a 14% chance, almost 15% chance. Uh, Elise Stefanik at 16%. Number one uh, chance of becoming the VIP, VP nominee. Are you ready? Are you sitting? That's who I said that he ought to choose. Christy Nome. Christy Nome. Uh, odds are. Highest odds. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think, I think any one of those... With the exception, of course, of Nikki Haley, because please, she's already shown her character. I'm grateful that we know her character now. I'm grateful we know that she would put her personal needs above the people of the country and above Donald Trump's political indictments. Instead of saying, hey, what they're doing is wrong, here's why I disagree with Donald Trump. Now, this weekend, she's decided to flip out the old uh, uh, female parts. And, and I'll be the first woman. It'll be me or, or uh, Kamala Harris will be the first woman president. Now it's all women, right? A couple weeks ago, it was, you know, she grew up in a town and everybody hated her because she was a brown person. That was a lie. Half of her class were brown people. So now she's, uh, she's uh, desperately clawing, trying to claw herself out of the hole that uh, is massive with regard to her home state, uh, which their primary is coming up. It's this week, uh, South Carolina. So, you know, it just it, it, I'm grateful that I know what kind of person she is now. Because now I know I'll never vote for her. <laughs> That's kind of a good deal, right? Right, right? Yeah. New York City, uh, by the way, and for those of you who are glad that Donald Trump, the uh, awful, I mean, criminal, who hired thousands and thousands of people, built dozens and dozens, hundreds of properties, and paid hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes, uh, all while being audited every year by the state of New York. Every single year. Always given a rectal probe by the state of New York. But somehow, Letizia James was come, we able to come up with, with some sort of a, a charge that he had done something with no victims, and then ultimately fine him $400 million for it. 
And Kathy Hochul says, hey, don't worry about it. We're not going to do it to anybody else. Which proves the case is political. Otherwise, she would say, $355 million, do you see what we did to Donald Trump? If you do this in New York and you are guilty of doing what Donald Trump did in New York by overvaluing the price of one of your you know, uh, assets to get a bank loan and paid it back in full with interest, you could be a victim too. Not a victim. You could be a target too. If this is such a big crime that would require such a confiscatory settlement, then she has to make the same promise to other businesses who've done the same thing, but everybody does. These people are going to have to go to jail. I'm going to tell you, this is the retribution I hope that happens. I don't care about just getting Donald Trump in office. I want people to burn for this. I really do. Starting with Letitia James and Kathy Hochul for this, uh, with the DHS, uh, with, the, with Alejandro Mayorkas and the powers that be at the DHS, the FBI, uh, the people involved in the CDC and HHS who, who destroyed America with their COVID nonsense. I want people to go to jail. I want tribunals and you should too because we don't have to deal with this by the way i support the truckers strike in new york city sorry i just do if you're going to vote people like letitia james uh in office or you're gonna uh, you're gonna vote for kathy hochel uh as opposed to lee zeldin then you know what you get what you get you get what you get and we shouldn't have to pay for your nonsense you know, maybe, maybe it's time to, to stop shipping goods to California. Maybe it's time to not shipping goods to uh, New York City. Maybe it's time to not ship goods to Washington, D.C., because that's the only thing we can do. They tried to bring the trucker strike like they did in Ottawa into Washington, D.C., and they, they, they shut off all the uh, exit ramps so truckers could not go into the, the, the district. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, and the trucker strike in Ottawa that was cracked down and all the people arrested and everything, that was determined the crackdown by the government was unconstitutional. Someday people are going to pay for this. Keep this in your heart and stay focused on winning because that's what we have to do. Then people will pay for what they've done. Unprecedented surge in violence. 5,300 police officers assaulted in 2023 in New York City. 1,200 in just 90 days. Over the last quarter, 1,286 New York police officers were injured in physical altercations with subjects. That brought the total to 5,363 cops wounded in 2023. Police Benevolent Association President Patrick Henry called the assaults on New York City cops a full-blown epidemic. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I would support, if the police just said, we ain't going to go to work. We're not going to go to work. Here it is. We want to make it clear. New York City police officers are not going to be punching bags on the streets of the city of New York. Our criminal justice system needs to send a clear... Where's Alvin Bragg? Where's Letitia James? Oh, they're going after Donald Trump. ...consistent message. If you assault a New York City police officer, you will be put on, put behind bars for a long, long time. From the beginning, from when these individuals were arrested, we said it from the beginning. They should have been put behind bars. They should have never been released. By the way, Venezuelan gangs are uh, committing crimes in mass in New York City. Just like they did in Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and check this out. Remington, yeah. 
Uh, Remington is leaving New York. A historic New York village now is losing its soul after the nation's oldest gun maker, Remington, announced plans to shut its massive firearms factory next month, leaving entire families without work. Yeah. Uh, Ella Remington forged his first rifle barrel in the village of Lyon. In 1816, over the next two centuries, his business grew into one million square foot factory with thousands of employees. The village is set to lose about a million dollars in revenue when the plant closes, and it is going to plant. It is going to close. Mayor Stevens said that the plant is all he's ever known, and there have been generations of his families who work there, sometimes six or seven, sometimes six or seven generations of families. See, uh, uh, in, in a letter to union officials in November, the current owners of Remington Firearms blamed production inefficiencies of the plant. They cited the high cost of maintaining and ensuring the one million fa- square foot uh, meter plant, I should say, in multiple v- buildings, which goes back to uh, World War I. It's been there. Yeah. Here is a little bit of the story about a family or a, a city losing its soul. Remington is a very loyal company. We depend very much on our workforce, and the workforce is dedicated to a company that's been here for now 200 years. We bring jobs to the area, and the earnings from those jobs get spread out throughout the community. It's hard to find somebody in the area that does not have someone that's related or knows somebody. It's easy to walk out on the floor find somebody that you know. There's approximately 1,200 employees here, and most of them, everyone gets to know. uh, Yeah, but they're gone now. They're going to Georgia, by the way. The previous owners of Remington were forced to file for bankruptcy after the company was sued in the wake of the Sandy Hook school massacre uh, because the killer, the insane person, was using a Bushmaster AR-15 style rifle from the company, and uh, consequently the company was held uh, liable for the actions of an insane person in a weapon that's guaranteed by the Constitution. And they just had enough. They're gone. They're gone. Let's go to John in Santa Cruz, the home of KSCO, our glorious affiliate out there. John, welcome to the show. What's up? Thank you for taking my call. My uh, subject is about constitutional remedies. And I'd like to talk about two different cases. The uh, uh, girl... Letitia James and the judge, or the guy who's pretending to be a judge, who's uh, convicted Donald Trump. The Seventh Amendment contradicts what they did, which means Donald Trump did not receive due process of law, so that is a de facto decision. I'd like to also say that the Mayorkas case of his impeachment, if the Senate does not vote to remove him from office, they will be complicit in contributing to a breach of the peace. Article 1, Section 6 of the Constitution says they shall, in all cases except for treason, felony, and breach of the peace, be privileged from arrest, which means the Senate will be subject to arrest if they don't remove them from office. Well, it would be nice if we were able to do that right now, but unfortunately we aren't. We can. We huh? can. Why can't we? Why can't we? Because we we don't have a majority in the Senate, and we have a we tepid a majority in the House. Then how does that? Then now? Then how does this, John? How does this happen if we don't have the political will on the GOP side in Congress? How does any of this that you've just said happen? How it happens is we publicize 
put out for the general population the fact that the Constitution was violated by Arthur Ingram and Letitia James when they violated the Seventh uh, Amendment to the Constitution. They had a summary judgment when the Constitution requires or makes available a jury trial. Okay. Well, that's that's fine, John. Um, they will, I'm sure, bring some of those issues up on appeal, and hopefully the verdict will be tossed out. But I do appreciate your phone call. I mean, listen, I, I rec- we recognize that what's happening on the southern border is unconstitutional. Can we do anything about it? No, we can't. <laughs> we, we see a lot of abuses and usurpations going on right now that are completely illegal, but we can't do a damn thing about it because we don't have the majorities, and we don't have the balls, and we don't have the, the uh, integrity in Congress to do anything about it. That's the problem. We can talk about the Constitution all day, but unless somebody's going to act on it, we got a president who doesn't wipes his rear end with the Constitution every day. Are you out of your mind? I mean, it's wishful thinking, guys, but we're not going to win the old-fashioned way. This is, uh, this is Joe Biden over the weekend. Now, realize that the, Joe Biden puts the Ukraine funding in front of Israel funding and above the southern border, which is what you and I are demanding be closed because we recognize it is already killing people. It is contributing to the absolute uh, uh, the breach of our sovereignty as a nation and the security of our nation. That should be number one on the list. But the old man with half a brain starts screaming at Congress. Are you ready for this on Friday? Because Congress, for some reason, decided to take a recess, even though they haven't sealed the damned border. But Joe Biden is mad, A, because they took a recess and, and a vacation which he does every stinking weekend. Hey, what are, you, what are you looking at increasing sanctions on Russia right now? We're looking at a whole number of options. That's all I'll say right now. Is there anything you can do to get ammunition to the Ukrainians without a supplemental from Congress? No, but it's about time they step up, don't you think? Instead of going on a two-week vacation. Two weeks! You went on a three-week vacation in the end of last year. They're walking away. Two weeks! What are they thinking? My God, this is bizarre. Why aren't you talking about the border? And it's just reinforcing all the concern and, and, and almost, I won't say panic, but real con- You know, just like the persecution of Donald Trump that made him more popular, this constant drumbeat of Ukraine is more important than anything is making people say, screw Ukraine, we're done with it, we get it now. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. About three drivers that I drive with, they already fired with the boss and told them they ain't going to New York City. So I, I don't know uh, how far across the country this is or how many truckers are going to start denying loans to go going to New York City. But... <laughs> That is uh, Chicago Ray is what he calls himself. That's his handle. And uh, truckers are saying no to delivering to New York City because of this confiscatory uh, uh, joke of a settlement of a verdict against Donald Trump on Friday. And I would venture to say maybe truckers could be the most powerful people in the country right now. Because all they got to do is say, I don't bring you your groceries. 
And think about what they've had to go through with the uh, uh, canceling the Keystone XL, the price of diesel fuel, which is still way higher, way higher than regular gas. And they've got to put 300 gallons, 400 gallons, 500 gallons in their rig and their reefer unit. I know a lot about this because I worked at a truck stop my entire high school career, my high school career. And maybe that's what truckers need to do. Maybe truckers will have the power. Maybe the people who actually uh, get dirty for a living, maybe the people who have calluses on their hands can say, we're done with this nonsense. If they won't close the border, then let's just boycott taking loads into Washington, D.C. I'm serious, 1,000% serious about it. If Washington, D.C. will not uh, will not do something for the American people, then the American people have to do something. And that's why Jim Gossett came up with this about mega truckers. We're seeing a revival of truckerism is what it is. Truck drivers across the land, they're P.O.'d to beat the band. Big Trump got a real raw deal. They want to stop another steal. Boycott New York, MAGA truckers. Letitia James is one bloodsucker. The New York bar, they ought to chuck her. Boycott New York, MAGA truckers. Judge Engeron is a left-wing hater, not to mention a confiscator. His insane verdict, it made no sense. For this judge, there's no defense. Boycott New York, proud truck drivers. Send a message to those connivers. Soros DAs won't be survivors. Boycott New York, proud truck drivers. There you go. Why not? What the heck? I mean, why should you continue to deliver goods into New York City? It's hard to get in and out of. It's expensive to get in and out of. And you got plenty of places where you could go otherwise. There are a lot of great trucking companies. England, uh, let's see, uh, Creek Carrier Corp. I think they rechanged their uh, their name. Uh, Prime out of Springfield, uh, uh, Missouri. I know all these. I know all these because I know truckers. I, I'm familiar with the industry. I'm familiar with how hard they have it. What a thankless job is it, it is. But, man, they got the power, don't they? Because as much as AOC would like to say, I want electric vehicles. Um, your uh, electric car doesn't get to the dealership unless it's hauled on the back of a tractor trailer with a diesel engine. You moron. There you go. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is amazing. Yeah, I think uh, I support I support this 100%. I support this boycott in New York City. I, I love New York City, by the way. I really, really do. I love New York City. But if you're going to keep putting idiots in charge of New York City like Eric Adams and whatnot and Kathy Hochul, then, you know, Democrat voters, you bring it on yourself. You've already caused an exodus of people from New York into places like Florida. You, you've already defunded the police. Congratulations. Look at the cluster bleep you made New York into. It's a mess. And you could say all you want about it, but right now the vacancies and office buildings in New York is gigantic. People don't want to do business there. And now that Donald Trump, who, who did a good business, hired people, was, was scrutinized every year by the IRS, every year had a, uh, a massive, uh, uh, you know, they looked through his books and they, they, they audited him uh, left and right. And yet, Letitia James, who, who literally campaigned on going after Donald Trump, even though he hadn't done anything wrong, and found a, a little uh, a moment, I guess, that he, he, he said that a property was worth more than it was to get a bank loan. The bank went out, did their own assessment, said, yeah, you know what, You're, you, we, could, we can give you the money. And then he paid it back in full with interest. And Kathy Hochul says, you don't have to worry about it if you're a business owner in New York. We just wanted Trump. You want to do business in that state? Good luck. I support the truckers. Thank you very much. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is the Rob Carson Show.
hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's TWC Health slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. get a chance to download the podcast of the show we do it every single day uh we take the radio show and uh, ken my producer aka redneck macgyver he takes the entire show he whittles it down to two delightful uh uh, segments about 40 minutes each 40 45 minutes and you can listen to the radio show uh boom rapid fire you're out walking the dog uh rapid fire you're you know doing something uh you know whatever uh uh there you go just send us go to newsmax.com slash listen Okay, we are on Apple Podcasts. The uh, the link is there, and if you'd give us a five star review on there, that'd be huge. Okay, but again, if you want to hear the daily show after we do it, it's usually up about an hour after the show. Newsmax.com slash uh, listen. Uh, we have Jack Warren. He has written a book called Freedom, the Endurance Important of the American Revolution. And we are beginning to realize how important the founding was because it created the greatest in- engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. And it changed the world. Changed the world. Jack Warren joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, sir. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Jack, I like to uh, use the, uh, the analogy that um, uh, London existed for a thousand years before America. So did Rome. So did, uh, so did uh, uh, Paris. And uh, at, the, uh, at the time of the founding, they were still pooping in the streets. All right. So uh, something happened in this great experiment that is the United States of America that took us from that to flying to the moon and playing golf, to inventing rock and roll, American football, pro wrestling, uh, and I can go on and on and on. The iPhone, uh, the telephone, electricity. Uh, Something happened when the founders did what they did that created something that before had never been seen. Uh, Do you you concur? And, And how did that happen? Oh, I do, and and what happened was the release of the energy of millions of ordinary people, free people who, for the first time, were able to fulfill their aspirations. I mean, the revolution changed changed not just what became the United States; it changed the world. Uh, probably the, the not probably the most important event of the last thousand years uh, of human life uh, before the American Revolution. People everywhere were, uh, as Rousseau said, uh, in chains. They were meant to be free. And people talked about freedom, but uh, philosophers talked about it, radicals sitting around in coffee houses in Europe, uh, not doing much of anything about it, but speculating. Americans 
took the principles of the Enlightenment, the philosophical principles of liberty, which have been shaped since antiquity, and actually applied them to create a, a free country based on principles of liberty, equality, natural civil rights, and responsible citizenship. And as common to, as those ideas are to us today, they were a radical and untried basis for uh, a new society at the end of the 18th century. And that's what makes it possible for us to achieve all of the extraordinary things that our nation has achieved over the last 250 years. Well, one of the things that I like to say is that uh, the reason being one of the main reasons that the United States has been able to be so successful and, again, bring the world out of darkness, there's no doubt about that at all. Japan, China, they were feudal societies that existed for thousands of years, uh, you know, still living in homes with paper walls, uh, and the United States came along and changed everything. And I say it's because the First Amendment backed up by the Second Amendment. I personally feel that the First Amendment, the uh, the ability to be able to worship, the ability to be able to express oneself, to be able to have an opinion, uh, to be able to uh, to be able to uh, to uh, you know spend time with those who are uh, like-minded and otherwise. I think the First Amendment is as important as 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 the entire Constitution. Uh, what would you uh, What would you say about the First Amendment and how it changed everything? Well, freedom of expression, freedom of thought including freedom of religious expression and, and, and worship, are fundamental to freedom. That's why in, it's the First Amendment and ought to be, uh, because without freedom of thought, uh, people are unable to realize all of the potential that they have. They're looking over their shoulders continuously as they are in tyrannies all over the world today, uh, and as they have throughout, throughout human history. Um, once you say that, that every individual matters and their personal ideas, their decisions uh, are theirs alone, without, not to be interfered with by others or by government, uh, you've, you've really arrived at, a, at, a, at one of the watersheds in the development of free society. And I say that, I use that phrase deliberately, free society, not free government. Uh, we, we tend to think, and I, one of the things I try to do in this book is to correct the preoccupation people have when they talk about the American Revolution, they're thinking about this was all about government. Of course, government was at the center of the changes that were made, but what it was about was freeing individuals. Uh, and that includes freeing them from government. I mean, the beauty of the, of the Bill of Rights, including the First Amendment, is in the opening phrases of several of the amendments. Congress shall make no law. You know, these are sacred things about which government will will with which government will not interfere. Your freedom of expression, your freedom of worship, uh, your freedom of thought. Those are basic life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The ideals expressed in the Declaration of Independence uh, are are realized by the ideals protected by the Bill of Rights. And, Jack, we've seen all of those flush down the toilet the last three, if not the last decade uh, in, this, in this country. Uh, we're talking to Jack Warren, uh, the, uh, the author of Freedom, the Enduring Importance of the American Revolution. Do you see shades of the American Revolution happening right now? Because I well, do. I'm not saying that there's going to be, a, you know, a whatever, a civil war or whatever. But clearly, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, it was about the abuses and usurpations of a, of a ruling authority and the throwing off and creating... 
uh, a system under new guards. Do you see that happening now? Because I see abuses and usurpations that I believe the founders would have never imagined uh, in in the year 2024. What do you think? Well, that's a, there's a, there are several layers to that question. Um, our government has grown larger, more powerful, more invasive in our lives than the revolutionary generation could could, could even have imagined. Uh, and and they would be in many ways disappointed. They would be happy that we still live under the frame of government and the ideals that they articulated. I mean, they would be overwhelmingly pleased by that. But they would recognize that, ch- that our time has challenges, and it does. Um, I would, would not agree with you that our rights and liberties have been, quote, flushed down the toilet, not at all. Um, but they are under threat, and they are challenged. And one of the things that I'm very hopeful about I know many people feel this is a dark time, but I'm very hopeful because I believe that people are awakening to the threat to our fundamental freedoms. And that's why I wrote this book, uh, is so that people would have an enriched understanding of what the revolution did for us, what its basic principles were, uh, the sacrifices and the deep commitment of ordinary Americans, not just the great heroes of the revolution, but ordinary Americans to the basic ideals of freedom. Uh, and I think people today are awakening to those principles, thinking about them more. Uh, I've certainly got, met a lot of people who are excited by what I'm saying in this book. So I believe that, that we are at a turning point and move, going to move in a positive direction. And I know there are a lot of people who, who feel differently, who are, who are worried. Uh, and that worry, by the way, is a good thing. It means yes, we're alive to, alive to the challenges of our time. All right. Well, Jack, I appreciate you being on the show today. The book is called uh, Freedom, the Enduring Importance of the American Revolution. It's available on Amazon, among other places. Jack, where can people find you on social media? Um, go on, uh, on, the, on, the, on the web uh, at AmericanIdeal.org. One word, AmericanIdeal.org. Uh, and we have a peri- periodical there called The American Crisis, which talks about many of the, the ideas we we're just talking about here today. All right. Very good, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you, and have a glorious day, a, gr- a glorious week as well. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to have to disagree on something because uh, uh, I do believe that our rights have been flushed down the toilet. The DHS, the CIA, involved in the 2016, 2020, and, and the 2024 elections. Uh, the DHS and other uh, agencies involved in censoring American speech. Absolutely, I know they're being flushed down the toilet, shutting down churches, shutting down businesses, shutting down concerts, shutting down movies. Uh, All of these things done by the government, that's flushing down the toilet. That's why people are ticked. That's why I say the abuses and usurpations that the founders witnessed pale by comparison to what the government has done against us. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and now we find out from Michael Schellenberger that the CIA created the Russia collusion hoax. It's true. Here he is. These are people that are close to the House intelligence investigation of how the Russia collusion hoax began. The story, as you mentioned, was that, oh, we were just informed by foreign intelligence about this. Our sources tell us a very different story, which is that this was initiated by the U.S. government. It came from within the U.S. government's intelligence community, including the CIA, that they asked the so-called Five Eyes Nations intelligence agencies, that's the other English-speaking nations, including Britain and Australia, 
to spy on 26 Trump associates, or at least they had a list of the 26 associates well, no, that were, were identified. They went after This him. is new information. Some people have theorized about this and speculated about it. Uh, we feel very confident that our sources were in a position to know. and are Yeah, and one of those people was George Papadopoulos. And he was on TV on Friday talking about what happened to him. Are you ready for this? You might want to sit down. Going, you know, the, the recent uh, information came out that around 26 Trump officials were uh, bumped by uh, CIA and all of these uh, various foreign intelligence agencies. You know, and I, I started off my work in the Ben Carson campaign, and I, I realized that Dr. Ben Carson, unfortunately, was one of these 26 individuals that was targeted by the CIA. So it made complete sense when I left Carson's campaign and before even the Washington Post knew that I joined Trump's campaign. They, uh, ben Carson was one of the people that the CIA went after, too. That all of these assets that are now at the heart of this entire scandal were bumping into me, trying to set me up, trying to set other people up. And it really just shows you that uh, this entire thing was fabricated from the beginning yeah. because they had two objectives in mind, Maria. What's that? They wanted to first spy on the Trump campaign by any means necessary, including did. illegally. And secondly, should Trump have won, to handcuff him from actually properly governing the country. And that's really what happened here. That's what they did. That's what they did. That's why they impeached him a month into his, uh, his tenure as the president, for God's sake. Here's George Papadopoulos with what happened to him. Listen what they tried to do to George Papadopoulos. In the summer of 2017, at a time when I'm uh, leaving uh, the Trump transition, I'm going back into the energy business that I was a consultant in. I'm offered $10,000 uh, to go to Israel to basically have a project, right, a quote-unquote project. This individual named Charles Towell uh, presents himself as some sort of executive in the, in the energy business yeah. and uh, presents me with $10,000 $10, in cash. Yeah, now, of yeah. course, as an American citizen... It sounds like a setup. You know why? Because it was. In a foreign country, I don't speak the language. I don't know exactly what's going on. What does any normal person do? They give it to their lawyer before they go back to the United ah. States. But what happens when I get back to the United States, Maria? I'm intercepted by about eight FBI agents. They're all rummaging through my luggage, looking for money. They don't know what to do with me at that point because the entire setup failed. Yeah, so they're looking at this young guy, about 20 years old, George Papadopoulos, affiliated now with the Trump campaign, and they give him... $10,000 in cash. He turns it over to his lawyer. They're thinking he'll just put it into his carry-on and come back to the United States, and they'll get him. Didn't work. Didn't work. And here's George Papadopoulos saying the CIA, the FBI have been involved in now three elections. This isn't a 2016 story that we're talking about here. This affected now three different U.S. presidential elections. Wow. Yes. 2016, 2020, when you had the CIA willfully suppressing the Hunter Biden story. And of course, this new information now that was just released this past week is going to have a major impact moving forward in 2024. So, yeah, and if you think it just, just affects Donald Donald Trump and his associates, you're wrong. This is Mike Benz talking to Tucker Carlson about the censorship industrial complex that you and I were subjected to. They explicitly said on tape that they were set up to do what the government was banned from doing itself. And then they articulated a multi-step framework in order to coerce all the tech companies to take censorship actions. They said on tape the tech companies would not have done but for their pressure. 
which involved using threats of government force yeah. because they were the deputized arm of the government. Yeah. They had a formal partnership with the DHS. They were able to use DHS's proprietary domestic disinformation switchboard to immediately talk to top brass at all the tech companies yeah. for takedowns. It was all coordinated, the disinformation and misinformation, just like Stalin, except for with the World Wide Web. And they bragged on tape about how they got the tech companies to all systematically adopt a new terms of service speech violation ban called delegitimization, which meant any tweet, any YouTube video, any Facebook yeah, post, yeah. any TikTok video, yeah. any Discord post, any Twitch video, anything on the Internet that that uh, undermined public faith and confidence in the use of mail-in ballots or early voting drop boxes or 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 ballot tabulation issues on Election Day was a prima facie uh, terms of service violation policy under this new delegitimization policy that they only adopted because of pass through government pressure from the election integrity. There you go. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. I did some cooking this weekend. I made my very first apple crisp. I know, I know. You've got a nationally syndicated talk show host who makes apple crisp. And, and I don't want to say anything too loud because mom's listening from heaven. But it was better than hers. It was. It was better. It's a tribute to you, mom. I, okay, I'm not trying to outdo you. But I, I, it's a tribute to you. I'm looking at the sky right now. I'm talking to her. I, I got the pizza oven going outside finally because I, you know, I had New York pizza and it ruined me for pizza. And you know what? Here's, here's, a, here's a slogan that I came up with this weekend. Uh, you know you're in New York City. Even if you were blindfolded, you would know you would be in New York City when the first piece of place you go into and get a slice is the best pizza you've ever had in your life. That's what you need to know about New York City pizza. You're going to go into like Ray's on uh, where I go on, uh, on Times Square. First slice of pizza I had was the best pizza I had in my life. I'm like, it's over. I got to be able to do this at home. I got to come close to it. But anyway, I also did some other things. It's a burgers this weekend. Omaha Steaks tonight, by the way. Yeah. Little fillets because it's President's Day. My son is here. My daughter's here. I'm making these beautiful filet mignons from Omaha Steaks. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some portobello mushrooms and I'm going to slice them up. I'm going to put them in a pan with some butter and some garlic. And I'm going to saute them. Then I'm going to add some red wine. Then I'm going to finish with salt pepper. I'm going to put it on the side or on top of the steak. Kaboom. Ridiculous. Right now... When you order butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering mouth ground burgers, anything from Omaha Steaks, 50% off right now. Omaha Steaks slash Carson. Omaha Steaks slash Carson. Semi-annual sale is on right now, 50% off site-wide. And, and for qualifying orders, eight free Omaha Steaks burgers on select packages. I told you. You taste the meat on these burgers. You're not going to need all the toppings. You're going to want to enjoy the burgers. You will taste the meat, and these burgers are the best burgers I've ever had in my life. You get eight of them free with your qualified order and 50% off site-wide right now. OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson. OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson. Get this done. Eight free burgers with your qualifying order, 50% off site-wide. OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson. Let's go to Nick in Crownsville real quick. Nick, you got about 45 seconds. Go right ahead. Yeah, Rob, I'm, I'm wondering what you know about or what you think about the proposed trucker boycott in the New York City. I say I support it 1,000%, and I also support a trucker boycott to Washington, D.C. as well. Great. 
Okay, so do you know if anything's happening, uh, anything's proposed there? All I know is that one trucking company has decided to go along and a bunch of truckers are beginning to say they're not going to drive, they're just going to get loads and take them somewhere else. Uh, that's all I know right now. It's in the seedlings of a beginning of a movement, and I hope that it blossoms and it makes New Yorkers go, holy hell, what have we done? I agree completely. Okay, thanks, Rob. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. I support it 100%. I don't want the people of New York to suffer, but they've already suffered enough under leadership from Eric Adams and Kathy Hochul. And so now we punish the people who put them there and the people who are in charge of New York City. That's what we're doing. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. This is the last hour of the show this fine Monday, which is already the 19th of February. We found out on Friday that Letitia James uh, found the man and she found a crime that doesn't exist. Kathy Hochul says, don't worry about it, other business owners. Just because Donald Trump got uh, taken for $400 million doesn't mean uh, that you're going to. It's just Donald Trump, which proves that it was a political hit job. Otherwise, if it were $400 million and it were justified, then Kathy Hochul would be saying to every other business owner who did the same thing that Donald Trump does, and all of them do, you are on our radar. Get it? Yeah, it's a frickin' joke. It's a banana republic. This is Jim Gossett about Letitia, who will be disbarred eventually. Letitia James. Hey, hey. Should hang her head in shame. She has no shame. She thinks that she can take us for a fool. And neither does Alvin Bragg. Now, uh-uh. Her phony case. Bonnie Willis. Was an absolute disgrace. Human feces. She is just another sorrow's tool. They all are. Hold oh, the T-shirt. Hey. We know Biden besieged ya. On appeal, Trump's gonna beat ya. Hey, that award, it will be tossed. Hey, I'm Don. Oh, Atisha. Boomers and extras know that. What kind of charlatan are you? Are ya? I hope that New York will disbar you. Disbar ya. And you'll have to pay the cost. Go, trucker strike. Oh, Atisha. To jail soon, this will leave Let's go to uh, Chris in Fortress Fort Worth. Hello there, Chris. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Rob, uh, this is your cat man, Chris, here in Fortress Fort Worth. We're standing strong. You know, I have uh, probably uh, more uh, constitutional law in my brain that I was grown up, uh, you know, in in junior high and high school than this Judge Ingeron has at all in his brain. This man is not a... Knows nothing in the Constitution, and uh, it just goes to the law schools, the reflection on them, their professors, and how these Ivy League schools are really poison Ivy League schools. It's a truly a shame 
that that man can have a black uh, robe on. And, and, and even though he makes the verdict before the verdict even comes in, he decides the case. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's here's here's you know Chris Chris they'll celebrate and MSNB will see will celebrate and all I ask you is stay focused as the founders your comeuppance oh, yeah. will happen you will be given the opportunity the people who have subjected us and Donald Trump to these abuses and usurpations are going to pay for what they did so realize that this they're dancing around they're bullies this is what bullies do they uh, they take advantage of the situation while you can do nothing and try to rub your face in it but but. They their comeuppance is coming. It is coming, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it will like be righteous, and it will be big and ugly. What? It's like John Snyder. You're, you're interviewing him last week. He has a great song, by the way. And he said something that's really stuck in my head. Is, you know, you go through a week of you know all this crazy stuff, and you, you get a week's worth, and you think, what could happen that's more weird than this week? And the following week comes along, and the weirdness just piles on. And uh, to the point where we've had enough, and we are, we've had enough. We're, pa- we're American patriots. I'm Texan strong. America's with Texans. And we will get through this. And and we got the almighty power of God behind us. And gotcha. he's a, a better weapon than any nuclear bomb could be. But we've got to put our faith back to God and turn back to him. And, and speak up and speak out loud. Oh, we are, bro. Thanks. We have people like you, thank God, that are doing that every day, Monday through Friday. I've never, ever missed a show. Well, thank you, my bro. (laughs) I appreciate it, brother. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Have a glorious day. I appreciate that. And I'm going to tell you, can you feel it in the air? Can you feel the presence? There is a movement afoot, and good is coming back. The yin to the yang is coming. It's happening. The yang is the evil that has been perpetrated on us, starting with Lois Lerner, moving on to a, a 2016 election with the federal government involved, to a 2020 election the federal government rigged. They're trying to do it again. And the opposite reaction to that, the good the righteous is coming back. I could feel it. It is. And, and are you praying more? Because I'm praying more. I almost put a tweet out the other night. I said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to turn in, and I hope you'll join me in prayer tonight. Because I really think it is. I really do. I think there's a spiritual awakening happening. Whether you are a Christian or not, those who believe in God believe that good is going to win. That's just it. This is uh, Lawrence Jones. Uh, I like Lawrence Jones. I had to meet him a couple years ago. He's on Fox. And he interviewed some, uh, some black New York City residents about uh, all of the bull crap that New York residents are being put through with illegals being housed in fancy hotels while uh, people, particularly black people, are being told, uh, you know, back of the bus with you. This is this is uh, this is a pigeonhole. This is a sign to this mayor. Right now, your people are looking at you. You have an obligation to your own black community. I thought for sure they'd be celebrating about Donald Trump and all that and the $400 million that he's being taken to, uh, to, uh, to the cleaners over. ...to make sure we have our needs met. Every other demographic takes care of their communities. Mm-hmm. Chinese, Italian, Jewish. When it comes to communities of color, specifically black, it seems as though they get paralyzed. Yeah, they do. Look at Chicago. Look at their, their new mayor up there. Yeah, he doesn't give a crap about black people. 
This is Eric Adams. They were going to give a brand new condo complex to uh, to illegals. And apparently the word got out and Eric decided he needed to backtrack. Harlem residents went looking for answers Thursday night about a once luxury building on Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard. The development has sat empty for the past decade until this week when neighbors noticed boxes of bunk beds huh. being loaded in. We were trying to find out what was going well, on. What are they doing that for homeless people who've been uh, who are residents of New York? And we weren't getting any answers to our question. The deal here. They learned City Hall was planning to turn the building into temporary housing for asylum seekers. No, I don't agree with it. It turned into a sanctuary for asylum wow. seekers. No, we have people right here that need the space. Yeah, remember that? Uh, remember that community center for black kids in Boston? They just uh, it was it was uh, it was definitely worse for the wear, and uh, they couldn't get a damn dime. And then all of a sudden, the city came up with a half a million dollars to make it all sparkly and new so they could close it down so the kids in the neighborhood couldn't go swimming so the kids in the neighborhood couldn't play basketball but the illegals who came into this country illegally could stay there while neighbors were gathering to share their concerns mayor eric adams dropped in to answer questions you are the mayor we do not want to hear excuses but the mayor announced a change of course yeah it's called saving his ass I told the team, find out what's going on here. We're not moving folks into a brand new building. When you, uh, you were behind it until you weren't. Long-term needs into a community, that's not going to happen. The luxury building will instead be a shelter for long-term New York City families. You will not have migrants and asylum seekers in that property. Yeah, we'll find another property. We'll find a school where we can kick kids out. <laughs> it is honestly, it is, it's, it's all hitting the fan. It is all hitting the fan. Texas is putting the forward operating base in Eagle Pass, giving troops a huge advantage. Uh, yeah. So uh, Washington, D.C. has decided to officially shut up, set up shop, make it more comfortable for the soldiers. Or I should say uh, 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 Abbott is fighting a two-front war at the border and in Washington, D.C. And he has decided to set up a shop to make it more comfortable for soldiers. 80-acre base near Eagle Pass, Texas, according to the Texas Tribune. The base will shelter 2,300 National Guard troops who've been deployed. The situation is dire. The new military base is meant to lessen the strain on these soldiers required to be there uh, as part of Operation Lone Star. Many of them have to uh, have to drive in to do their shifts, and now they're going to put them up in essentially a military base. I support them 100 percent, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Get to a little bit more on this in a second. Let's go to Chris in Catonsville. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hi. Um, I'm just uh, calling to report some joy and happiness that uh, I'm experienced from your callers there. The last one, when he was talking about the Constitution, and the caller before that, who was a little more detailed, um, but when they call and talk constitution like that, I just get a little warm fuzzy. I don't know why. It's just me. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I'm, well, we don't. You know, we don't. If we don't have a constitution like this, we wouldn't be having any of these problems. <laughs> Well, the problem is we have people who are not willing to uh, uh, yeah, enforce know, the tenets of the, con- like, of yeah, the no, Constitution. So um, it's like we have to fight with, like, telling the truth all the time because they all the time lie, you know? <laughs> know you know what I mean? Know. So if, we don't, if yeah. we don't tell our truth and it just stays silent and they're like one up, that's why we need to be uh, saying the Pledge of Allegiance every day with liberty and justice and all, and all that stuff, you know? Amen. 100%. But anyway, yeah, uh, man. Be- Constitution, yay. And, and did you have anything else you wanted to add there? That or is that... it. That was good enough. All right, that's it. Okay, bro. <laughs> I appreciate your phone call today, man. I do. Listen to this. 
Pentagon forces Army Reserve troops in the Midwest to conduct a mock exercise with Greg Abbott's, uh, quote, downing, drowning migrants in the Rio Grande and Texas soldiers shooting swimming migrants yelling America first. That is a violation of the Hatch Act. Earlier this month, a remote exercise conducted over Microsoft Teams took an unprecedented turn when LOD commanders were handed a last-minute politically biased scenario and ordered to use the scenario to engage with their reserve legal officers, also known as JAGs. Listen to this. High-ranking officials from the Pentagon issued the drill fact pattern and were reportedly monitoring the call. Saturday, 3rd of February, a group of Midwest-based U.S. Army Reserve legal offices, referred to as LODs or LODs or whatever, uh, took part in a weekend drill conducted remotely over Microsoft Teams. Just prior to the drill, commanders of these units were passed a legal scenario. They were told to war game with the reserve legal officers, the JAGs. The leadership felt blindsided by it. During the team's call, there were high-ranking personnel from the Pentagon issuing the new drilled fact scenario and monitoring the team's call on the background. The scenario passed out in the last-minute fashion involved the Biden administration nationalizing the Texas National Guard members sent by Greg Abbott to the southern border with Mexico. The facts provided involved Governor Abbott being responsible for allowing migrants to drown or or words to that effect in the Rio Grande after setting up barriers and not lending any aid to those dying migrants, which is not true. In one part of the given fact pattern, a U.S. Army Reserve Sergeant was sitting in a vehicle watching the migrants across the Rio Grande, and a Texas National Guard member steps up behind the vehicle and begins shooting and killing a family of migrants swimming across the river, all the while yelling, America first. This is is a, a civil war they're trying to start by saying these words. That's what this is. The Pentagon. That's what this is. Army drills per training standards are to be fictional. Uh, uh, Political scenarios involving fictional countries, enemies, and people. American citizens are never mentioned in these scenarios. In uh, In this case, all these rules were broken. The scenario was blatant and openly political, naming the Biden administration as the heroic protectors of human rights and listing an evil Governor Greg Abbott by name, as well as an out of control criminal Texas National Guard soldier who yells America first while shooting defenseless Mexicans. Mexican swimming across the Rio Grande. Uh, the, of course, um, America First refers to the Magna, uh, the Magna movement. It's clearly embedded as language used in Trump's campaign materials. The fact that campaign material is inserted into a biased, derogatory fact pattern handed to soldiers is a blatant and criminal Hatch Act violation. Under the Hatch Act and the DOD directive on point, soldiers and Pentagon personnel are absolutely prohibited from using campaign materials in official spaces in any way, shape, or form. The scenario sent down last minute by some unhinged novice lunatic in the Pentagon for training violated all the rules and was a criminal act as violated Hatch Act provisions. And I'll bet you anything, this goes all the way to the top. This is a scenario they're thinking about. It should be very obvious to you. It won't work because the military is not behind the brain-addled nincompoop in the White House. We'll take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's pretty dangerous. Pentagon forces the Army Reserve troops in the Midwest to conduct a mock exercise 
pitted against Governor Abbott's uh, National Guard, saying that they were drowning migrants in the Rio Grande. One soldier shooting migrants, yelling "America first." This is a scenario they're they're gearing up for. I, and, and by the way, a bunch of these uh, National Guard uh, soldiers refused to take part in this uh, in this drill. Uh, one of the five LODs participating apparently refused to participate, dropped off the team's call as it progressed. It was a, it was a phone call. I started my shift like any other day, not knowing the, the horrific terrors that were about to occur. Uh, it was a final day working for Rice Department. I'd realized uh, he just bought a boat and was daydreaming about the coming years and what new adventures I was going to embark on, blah, blah, blah. Um... They, they are creating scenarios where uh, the Texas National Guard is the enemy. That's what they're doing. The Pentagon is. It's pretty clear what they want to do. Texas is rebelling against the uh, open border. They are protecting their own sovereign border. The federal government does not want a southern border at all. And Texas is now the enemy of the federal government and the Pentagon. That should uh, scare the hell out of you, to be quite honest. Here is uh, Ted Cruz talking about uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is under impeachment right now. We've seen 10.4 million illegal immigrants cross the border, invading principally my home state of Texas, but coming to every state in the union. And the Democrats affirmatively want that. They're okay with that. They're fine with the body bags, with the people who are dead. With It's being paid for. The millions of people are coming here because our government is doing this to us. There was never any climate change. There was never any, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever going on in the Northern Triangle. It's bought and paid for by our government. The children who were assaulted with the women who were raped, they're fine with the 100,000 Americans who died of overdoses last year. All of those are acceptable consequences to Democrats because they look at that 10.4 million illegal immigrants and they see future Democrat voters. Oh, I think it's worse than that. It's a piece by Darlene McCormick Sanchez. The Biden administration gave uh, the U.N. Migration Agency $1.3 billion in 2023, which it has used to help migrants on their way to enter the U.S. We are bankrolling bankrolling our own invasion by funding the United Nations and its partners, which in turn give hundreds of millions of dollars in cash and aid to migrants who eventually cross the southern border, including tens of thousands of Chinese military-aged males. The expansion has been fueled by more than $1 billion in funding from the United States government to the U.N. and other agencies assisting migrants, according to the government spending database. We are funding our own border crisis, according to Todd Bensman, who has been a guest on this show, senior national security fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. We are paying for it. This isn't accidental. This is paid for by our country. The the sovereign border has been breached by our federal government. Remember we talk about in these both foreign and domestic? Right now our biggest fear comes from enemies within our country who are doing this to us. I'm absolutely serious about this. 372 million in cash vouchers 
uh, and multi-purpose cash assistance during 2024 for 624,000 migrants, the population of Detroit. Already this year, 700,000 people coming across the border in January, which was twice the record number set in December, and it's only getting worse. They're putting the pedal to the metal on this, guys. They're putting the pedal to the metal. And all I got to say is stay focused as the founders because our challenges are going to get very big and very difficult. And we better get ready for it because even Christopher Ray is warning about Chinese coming across the southern border. And Christopher Ray, this is on you, Jack. If something like this happens, you and Mayorkas need to be frog marched to prison for life. We'll take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So Ann Coulter ruffled some feathers on Bill Maher's show. In case you didn't know, there was a big celebration in Kansas City for um, the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And there were a couple of kids uh, who everybody's offended because they're calling them thugs. The, the mayor, uh, Quentin Lucas of Kansas City, who is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Walking human turd. Uh, he said, oh, you kids racist. You're calling them thugs. No, you know, they're thugs. Two punk teenagers, uh, you know, uh, teenagers, sound like it was from New York, uh, get in a skirmish and their random bullets kill one woman and injure 21 other people. They're thugs. All right, and we're seeing this thuggish behavior in cities around the country where the black-on-black murder rate is 13 times the national average. So they're thugs. There you go. And if you go into CVS and rob them blind and walk out with a bag full of swag, you're a thug. Get used to it, thug. But here is Ann Coulter. She says the reason why you don't know the identity of the shooter is because they're not a white guy. And she's right. We don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have we, some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's how we know it's not a white man, I can yeah, tell you that much. Pretty much. Do you think they're, they're repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for, what, like a year? Um, Oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember yeah. the crazy terrorist Muslims? Uh, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Pretty much. Okay, well, we don't, we, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Yeah, it's two black kids in their teens. Is that a big surprise? Because that's who's committing crime in Chicago the most. That's who's committing crime in, uh, in New York City the most. It's not a surprise. But because Democrats are in charge of the media, they don't want to show the failings of their policies, which have resulted in the descent into hell of cities like Kansas City, Chicago, and Baltimore. It's just the way it is, man. Pay attention. You'd, you'd know this. Follow. Follow the descent of the black community like I have for the last 30 years of my career working, fostering, and adopting kids, working to maybe make this generation of black kids not subject to the same crap that the previous generations have. And every year, the Democrat Party promised they're going to do something, they're going to make it better, and every day after the election, they leave money on the dresser, and they get up and leave. And now, 
It's worse than it's ever been. Congratulations, Democrat Party. Nice try. Nice try. Not going to work. Let's go to Ann in uh, Annapolis. Hello, Ann. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Good, good. How are you? Good. I, well, I, you know, I'm listening to all this. I, I think that you've got a great mind for figuring this stuff out, and I agree with everything that you said. I also agree with what Ann Coulter just said. But I'm calling about the fact that you said just a little while ago that these people, that all this stuff is being done on purpose, and you know, to, to break down our country, and, and it's, the, the talk is the clock is ticking because, you know, what's going to happen is if, if Trump gets back in, all these people are going to be exposed, and maybe even before then, and they are being exposed. And so... I believe that we cannot fix it at this point, and they're going full, full speed ahead because they are, there are so many dirty people because you get that elite capture going and you take all these people and get them compromised, and they're all going to be up for treason. They have no way, no other choice but to keep this going. The oh, yeah. Will, yeah. I believe that the first person who rolls over, when the first dirtbag that rolls over and, and we find out what's going on because it gets to his, you know, gets to his conscience or something or whatever reason he does, that guy's going to be the richest man going uh, because yeah. that, you know, all of a sudden it's going to, the whole thing's going to crumble if they can get somebody to roll over. Yeah. And it's on well, everybody. And I'm going to tell you, and, and I'm going to tell you, I don't think it is uh, unreasonable for me to say that you need to be prepared because who the hell knows what's going to happen. There are evil people in charge of this country. The reason why the uh, southern border is open, even though they know that Chinese illegals, military age, are coming across the border, is there are people who want them here. And that's why. Yes. But he can't stop them. Biden can't stop them. Obama doesn't want to, but Biden can't stop them because he... He's, they're all compromised. He, yeah. They'll just expose him. And so yeah. he's going to keep going. Exactly. I, and I, 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 all I can say is just be ready. You know, just do what you can. Do what you can to be ready. Stay focused as a founders. Realize all the other nonsense that's going on out there, boys competing with girls and all that. They are all distractions. They are important. We need to fight them. But we need to stay focused and realize that southern border is it. That has to be sealed. FBI director warns China's computer attacks are now at a scale greater than we've ever seen before, as vulnerable critical infrastructure remains at high risk to be targeted. China's cyber attacks have grown to a scale uh, larger than we've seen before. This according to Christopher Wray. He's advised amid fears that the U.S. infrastructure is under threat. Christopher Wray gave the grave warning as intelligence chiefs and politicians met at the Munich Annual Security Conference on Sunday. Well, why the hell are you focused on Trump supporters? Why do you say we're the biggest, we're the biggest threat? Why do you say that white supremacy is the biggest threat to America, Christopher Ray? Why do you go after? Why have you gone after a thousand people who just happen to be on the Capitol grounds on January the sixth? Now, now something's going to happen. He's signaling something is going to happen, and that's why he ain't going to get any. He's not going to get off by just acknowledging the problem that he helped create. He's going to be held accountable for it. He said Beijing's plan to secretly plant technology in the U.S. critical infrastructure has become a significant threat to national security. He cited Volt Typhoon, the moniker given to the Japanese or the Chinese uh, hacking network that infiltrated the U.S. last year. It's one of such efforts by the Chinese. China is increasingly inserting offensive weapons within our critical infrastructure, poised to attack whenever Beijing decides the time is right. Spy balloon, anybody. Why do you suppose a Chinese spy balloon could hover above our uh, country for seven days? They could have shot it down over Wyoming. Would have never hurt anybody. 
but they hovered over our, our most secure bases, military installations, missile depots, and they took all sorts of pictures and gathered all sorts of data. They even used, they even used our servers. And Joe Biden didn't shoot it down until it left our airspace. <sighs> Duh. Every, every time I've said, you know why? Because I'm not stupid. Duh. And every time I've said it, what's happened? Exactly what I said was going to happen. You know why? Because I have common sense, life experience, and I research the hell out of stuff. It doesn't take a genius to do this. It does take an ignoramus to deny it. Joe Scarborough. Harvard economist, Roland Fryer, he wrote a publication and he did a bunch of studying with, uh, with a whole lot of people who put together this, uh, this study for Harvard in 2016. And, and, he, and after looking at all uh, officer-involved shootings, uh, he said that uh, there's no race element involved at all. This is before George Floyd, but I want you to listen to Roland Fryer. He talked to Barry Weiss. She's got a, uh, a podcast. And, and here's what he discovered in his study. He's a black man, by the way, at Harvard, and he studied uh, police shootings to see if there was a racial bias. Listen. We collected a lot of data. We collected millions of observations on uh, everyday use of force that wasn't lethal. We collected thousands of observations on lethal force. And, and it was in this moment, 2016, that I realized people lose their minds when they don't like the result. So what my paper showed, you'll see tomorrow, uh, like some of you, uh, was that, yes, we saw some bias in the low-level uses of force every day pushing up against cars and things like that. But we didn't find any um, uh, racial bias in police shootings. Now, that was really surprising to me because I expected to see it. You think, right? The little-known fact is I had eight full-time RAs that it took to do this over nearly a year. It was a hundred and four-page, dense, academic, economics paper with a 150-page appendix. Huh. It was posted for four minutes when I got my first email. This is full of shit. Doesn't make any sense. And I wrote back, how'd you read it that fast? Yeah, yeah. They were already saying that he was full of crap, even though his study showed. And if you look at the number of police shootings, uh, the number of uh, white people versus black people, uh, as far as percentage of the population, it's higher with police shooting white people. That is. He, he proved it with his paper. And when he, printed, when he presented his paper, uh, academia and the left went bananas. I had colleagues take me into to the side and say, don't publish this. You'll ruin your career. Mm. Why? Mm. I said, what are you talking about? I said, what's wrong with it? Do you believe the first part? Yes. Do you believe the second part? Well, it's the issue is they just don't fit together. We like the first one, but you should publish the, the second one another time. I said, let me ask this. If the second part about the police shootings, this is a literal conversation. I said to them, if the second part um, showed bias, do you think I would, should publish it then? And they said, yeah, then it would make sense. And I said, I guarantee you I'll publish it. We'll see what happens. So it was, it was you know, I, I lived under, under um, police protection for about 30 or 40 days. I had a seven-day-old yeah. 
daughter at the time. I remember going and shopping for because, you know, when you have a newborn, you think you have enough diapers. You don't. So I, I was going to the grocery store to get diapers with the armed guard. It was crazy. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, you'll remember that uh, uh, Barack Obama, he tried to foment the Mike Brown, you know, that shooting where the where the police officer involved, uh, uh, he, his shooting was justified. Mike Brown was a high as a kite, just knocked over a convenience store, tried to gab the officer's gun, uh, walked away from the officer, then turned around and charged the officer. The officer shot him. Barack Obama also defended uh, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin, who, who was uh, concerned that George Zimmerman was gay and trying to pick him up. And so Trayvon Martin jumped him, pounded his head against the concrete, and, uh, and Zimmer, he, he, uh, Zimmerman, he, George Zimmerman, he, he shot Trayvon Martin out of self-defense in the country burned. So they've been trying this forever. It just really didn't take until George Floyd. And it was all based on a lie. It was all based on a, a stupid, 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 stupid lie. And they've been trying to foment this race war forever and ever and ever. Uh, uh, Charlemagne the God is a very influential podcaster. And uh, he was on, uh, what, ABC's This Week, This Weekend. And, uh, and, you know, whatever. I don't care about Charlemagne the God. I think he ought to stay out of politics because whenever he puts his foot in politics, he looks like a buffoon. You know, Joe Biden was on his show and literally said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And he just kind of took it like a good Democrat. Just kind of took it. Okay. But now we say that Joe Biden is uninspiring. I mean, Biden does make that an issue over and over again. I mean, he constantly talks about that. Why is it not resonating? Well, he's, he's just an uninspiring candidate. Like, you know, there's nothing about, you know, Joe Biden that makes you want to listen to him. What about his corruption and his open border there, Charlemagne? For God, or were you too busy talking about the MTV Music Awards? That's why he should be leaning on, you know, his vice president, Kamala Harris, who's way more charismatic than him. He should be leaning on, you know, other surrogates like, you know, Gavin Newsom or, you know, And this is where Charlemagne the God exposes himself as an ignoramus. I'm just going to tell you. I don't need to kiss his butt. He's a big influential, uh, you know, podcaster. I don't care. When he says that, oh, he needs to lean into Kamala Harris because she's more energetic and she's more this and that or Gavin Newsom. That's when he strays into ignoramus country. But he says that uh, when he talks about Joe Biden in a bad way, the Biden administration, they, uh, they go after him. Well, do you get blowback from the White House? Because you, even now in this conversation, you're very tough huh. on Biden. So when you, when you say something critical, do you hear from him? Yeah, and I think that's the stupid issue ever, because I yeah. think that, um, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. But we can bleep that I, out. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Carl with a K. <laughs> because I feel like you should be able to criticize whoever your elected official is. Not until right? now. And, and even if I do criticize them, I'm criticizing them because of what I see coming up in November. I see what we're facing. So what I'm saying to them is, where is the sense of urgency? You can't keep saying that there's a, a threat to democracy and democracy as we know it is going to be, be, be gone, but not act like it. And, and the other problem is... They it's because it's all talking points. Charlemagne, fuck God. And if you were paying attention, uh, you'd understand that. But you don't pay attention. You, you cover pop culture stuff, and then you decide to step into politics, and you are woefully unprepared for it because you don't do your homework. It, you know, maybe choose a side. You want to talk about, uh, you know, uh, Beyonce and, uh, and uh, her new country music song? You know, something like that. Maybe you should stick in that lane because the rest of us take politics seriously and we recognize uh, that there is good and evil. We recognize there is a right and a wrong. We don't morally equivocate while also talking about nonsense. 
Okay? So there you go. I don't want to be too hard on Charlemagne. Fuck God. But honestly, if you're going to talk politics, at least do your research. Don't expect to be some sort of an authority when you have done nothing authoritative to to prove that you are an authority. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. By the way, if you are a Newsmax Plus member... You can see the archive of my show, Rob Carson's What in the World, which is a comedy show. We've been doing it for four years. And uh, we've been around longer than Gutfeld in his show. I know, I know. We got a lot of uh, viewers, a lot of amazing people like Trish Greenfield, who wrote me a delightful note. Trish, hello. Uh, it says, oh, my God, I've been watching you and DVRing your show for so long. Just got my 16-year-old hooked, too. Your brain moves as fast as ours. Uh, LOL. <laughs> we literally say the same things out loud when you say them. We laugh our butts off. You're great. Keep up the fantastic work. Sidon is the uh, 16-year-old. Sidon, good to have you uh, joining me in, uh, in Texas, in Tejas. Glad to have you guys uh, hanging out here, watching the TV show and all that. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre on the Chinese illegal influx that we are terrified of, we are concerned about. We want the southern border closed. But Joe Biden only had the strength to visit uh, uh, East Palestine and not offer them anything and then complain that Congress hadn't passed the, uh, the Ukraine bill without anything to do with the border. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre. More than 20,000 Chinese migrants have illegally crossed the southern border in 2024, and the vast majority, according to the National Border Patrol Council president, have been single men of, of military age. What kind of national security issue is this, given China's hacking of U.S. infrastructure, the uh, spying that they do, and the other aggressions? So look, we take that very seriously. No, you don't. What's happening at the- no, you don't. You'd shut the border. Border, everybody, uh, we try to uh, make sure that... Um, uh, uh, you know, as it as it relates to wow. Um, wow. Uh, unlawful, unlawful uh, crossings, uh, we certainly uh, do everything that we can uh, to make. Oh, I hope she's one of the ones that we uh, that has to stand in front of the tribunal when this is all over. Her and and Alejandro Mayorkas and Joe Biden and Christopher Ray and Jim Comey and uh, John Brennan and I can go on and on and on. I I am I am hoping for retribution because honestly. People are going to have to be held accountable for this. And I don't know what's going to happen on the southern border. I know you should be very concerned about it. I think that we need to uh, support the truckers who don't want to deliver goods to New York City. I think we should expand that to Washington, D.C. until they solve the border crisis. Don't take any goods into Washington, D.C. I'm talking about trucking companies like Prime, among others. you got other places to deliver goods. I, I'm, I'm serious. If, this is, if they won't listen to us. And they're not. Mitch McConnell's not listening to us. Nobody's listening to us on the border. Joe Biden isn't. They just took a two-week vacation. A two-week, two weeks off. Congress took two weeks off. So now we're going to have to do something about this, you and me. And we're going to have to become ungovernable. And one way to do it is what the truckers are doing. And we got to do it. And we got to support them. That's what I believe. I do. We're going to get through this, guys. We are. But I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. And President Derpy do now has to take uh, have a Secret Service agent at the bottom of the short steps for Air Force One. Did you know that? Yeah, because they're afraid he's going to fall. That's your president. They're trying to move on from his his dementia. It's not going to work. Americans get it, by the way. Oh, one other thing: Queen sold their album, their 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 music catalog, one point two billion dollars. The first really 
cross-generational band that are legendary. $1.2 billion. My daughters, my kids, they listen to Queen just like I did. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Have a glorious day. Check out the podcast and share with others, if you would, please. Newsmax.com slash listen. Enjoy your day off if you have it. For the rest of us who have two or three jobs, hang in there. All right? God bless you, America, Israel. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can help by clicking the sponsor links in the show notes and take advantage of some great discounts available only to our listeners.